Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast with Bryce Johnson. It's a show that unpacks sports, faith, and life. Now, from the Unpacking It studios in Charlotte, North Carolina, uniting sports fans everywhere, here is Bryce Johnson. Welcome to the Unpacking It Live podcast on this Monday after Easter. Many of you are off of work today, but we are here. This isn't work. This is fun. It's great to be with you. We are here for the next hour as we unpack sports, faith, and life with the Unpacking It community of sports fans. Thank you so much for joining us. Be sure to subscribe to this show on on our YouTube channel. You can also like the page on on Facebook, at Unpacking It. And and for those of you listening on on Twitter as well, at Unpacking It. And so we appreciate all of you uh, and your support today. Uh, Before we uh, jump in, let me ask you this. Do you need to get your own health insurance? Well, go to healthmarketgenius.com. Dot com. Know your options. Healthmarketgenius.com. Support them as they support us. I am absolutely thrilled to be here to discuss Saturday night's Final Four. No, I'm not talking about the Baylor-Houston game, which was a letdown. Maybe we'll talk about Miley Cyrus, which was weird in between the two games. But the final game, Saturday night unbelievable incredible and it sets up for tonight's national championship game we got Gonzaga we got Baylor my bracket is correct if anybody looked at the college basketball season you're like hey who's who's the two who are the two best teams all year it was Baylor and Gonzaga now we get to see them go head-to-head tonight with a national championship on the line a perfect season on the line which we will discuss in just a moment during our unpack this segment as well but it was easter weekend i was loaded with family time i I ate so much uh pig over the weekend (laughs) barbecue uh ham threw in some brisket as well so uh so i'm feeling good a little allergies this morning but uh but great to be here luke is with us luke in texas luke how are you man how was the easter weekend easter weekend was incredible Mr. Bryce Johnson uh, was able to visit the folks with my wife. We uh, went into town with the church with them, ate tons of barbecue and brisket, some Texas barbecue and brisket. Uh, and then a, I mean, and then Madeline fell asleep for about four or five hours on the couch. It was one of those big lunches, time to go into hibernation for a couple hours. And then I finally was able to grab the rest of my stuff and officially move in to my nice. own house. I feel like Congratulations. I've been a guest in my own house for the past few weeks. <laughs> so I got all my stuff now, all my sports memorabilia, the rest of my clothes, my shoes, my, my shampoo. Gosh, I love, I love my, I've been using some, um, some lady body wash and shampoo. <laughs> so now I'm going to smell like a man. I've been wanting to smell like a man. It's been tough the past few weeks. I've been concerned about you. We could smell you from here. So, uh, so that's, that's awesome, man. That's, that's great to hear. And, and so today on the show, uh, I've got a big personal announcement to make. So over the weekend, Jody and I found out what was in the, what, what's in the belly. 
We, we know boy or girl. So I will uh, announce that in just a little bit at the end of the show. Uh, very exciting weekend sharing that news uh, with our family. And, and so uh, little Maddie, uh, my, my daughter, she knows she's going to have a brother or sister now. So, uh, so we will let the listeners know uh, for those of you that care in just, in just a little bit. But, uh, but Luke, man, so much excitement from the weekend. Like I love Easter. We, we love what it represents, the, the celebration of life and, and, and Jesus and all that he means to us. And, and then we get the final four. And, and so we, we begin with our, our segment, I'm Convinced, and I'm convinced that there is nothing better in sports than a buzzer beater, especially a buzzer beater three just over the, the, the half-court line in the final four in overtime. What's better than that? Maybe a, 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 a tournament-winning putt in the Masters is pretty good. You know, maybe a... a game-winning touchdown is right up there. But, but man, the excitement that I felt as that ball left Jalen Suggs' hands and, and, and banked in, I went nuts. I went nuts. And I, I do have to admit this. I, I watched the game on Sunday morning, so on Easter morning. So I woke up. I didn't check my phone, went downstairs, and was able to watch the second half uh, basically live without the commercials. And, and so it was very nice. Uh, and and when that first of all, the game going into overtime was, was so great. Like it was just such a, an intense back and forth game. It was everything we hoped for, everything we dreamed of with this matchup. Because you know, many of us thought ah UCLA, like they're just not good enough. They're going to get blown out, but they kept it close and 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 made it just made it turn into such an epic game. And and so I'm convinced this is the best game I've seen since the UNC. Villanova game uh that was fantastic when Villanova won the championship uh so that was a national championship so a little bit more on the line a few years ago in, in that game uh it's right up there with the Kansas Memphis uh overtime game uh which I know you were psyched about with with Kansas winning that one and, and Mario Chalmers yep but but it was right up there as memorable as exciting and to, to see the talent level of Gonzaga, like we just continue to talk about this each week, but they're so good. They're so impressive. Their style of play uh, is so enjoyable to watch. And then to see them get tested, which, which uh, I think it was Grant Hill mentioned during the broadcast, but just the importance of getting tested on your way to the championship. And even though Gonzaga didn't lose or they, they haven't lost all season, getting that nice test from UCLA, I think, just makes them better and more prepared even for tonight, uh, two days later. And so, uh, so anyway, I, I loved Saturday, the, the game. I watched it Sunday morning. Uh, and when that shot went up, part of me was like, okay, double overtime. Cause you know, these are the thoughts that go through your mind just as it's in, in, in midair. Okay. Double overtime would be sweet. Uh Oh, I got to get to church. I got to get this game. I got to watch the end of this game because it's Easter. So, so, uh, so anyway, so I was glad it went in game over bank shot. And uh, Jalen Suggs was the the hero, so uh, pretty sweet. Luke, what are you convinced of today? Yeah, so there's a couple. There's I could go something I'm convinced of being a husband, or I could go <laughs> sports. Either so way, we'll, we'll stick with sports. Similar to what you were saying, I am convinced that as a basketball coach, you have to incorporate into your practices half court shots. Mm. You absolutely so so. I like it. So my coach in high school, there were some practices, 
either informally after practice, some players would stick around, or at the end of practice, we would practice half-court shots. Because if you think about it, you only remember the ones that go in, like the sug, like the sug shot, or, or all the other, all the other great half court shots you've ever seen. But think of how many are taken. Mm. Think of how many games go into overtime after a half court shot. It's a, it's an extremely makeable shot because Suggs he did. It's not like an elementary schooler throwing it like a football. Like it was a legitimate jump shot. Yeah, just inside great half court. Form. It's yeah. inc- it's incredibly makeable. I'm convinced you absolutely have to incorporate that into practice because, again, you avoid overtime and against or a, a double overtime. But why not? Because you you practice you practice a bunch of other shots. But I, I'm I'm just convinced with how often, it matters. Yeah, yeah. With how often it have to that be a shot, prayer, like just a throw up, you yeah, know, yeah. Hail Mary type thing. With how often that shot presents itself at the end of games whether end of regulation, overtime, even halftime. Almost every first half or second quarter in the NBA ends with some type of half-court shot. And that's three points. Yep. Especially down the stretch, that that's massive. So, yeah, I'm convinced that absolutely has to be practiced. Every coach has to has to involve that in their practice. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I'm, I'm right there with you. I think that's a great point. And, and would love to know from the listeners today – what are you convinced of? What are you convinced of today, whether in college basketball, in the Final Four, the game tonight? Uh, what are you convinced of in regards to Roy Williams retiring from UNC? We'll have to get into that in just a little bit. Uh, what are you convinced of with the Masters coming up on Thursday? That's right. All of a sudden, it's the Masters coming <laughs> out of nowhere. And then Jordan Spieth hasn't won in four years, gets a win yesterday in Texas, and he's setting himself up for uh, another Masters run, and it might go in there as, as one of the favorites. And so uh, I know I'm excited for for this Thursday. Here at Unpacking It, we're actually uh, – we've got a Masters watch party if you live in Charlotte. So this is just for our Charlotte fans. But uh, but if you are in Charlotte, uh, check out our website, unpackingit.com. Let us know you're coming and, and come be a part of the uh, the first day of the Masters. So that's going to be, be really fun. Uh, but if you have any thoughts on that, let us know what you're convinced of. And, and who are you convinced will win tonight? Baylor, Gonzaga. Who you got? Do you, do you have Baylor coming in who, who just dominated? That game was over within five minutes, it felt like. Uh, and, 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 you know, a huge statement for them. Or do you go with the team that, like I was just saying, was, was tested Saturday night, overtime game? Are they riding the, the emotions in a good way? Or was that an emotional game that, that has Gonzaga spent today? Uh, you know, how does that factor into it a little bit? And then ultimately, who's the better team? I would say Gonzaga is. Those three studs and the depth, they, they could beat you in so many different ways. And, and so I, I love the way Gonzaga plays. And I, I, something that jumped out to me too, during the tournament, you can always tell the difference between the, the teams that really want it. That's a kind of cliche, like who wants it the most? But, but one way you can tell, or actually two ways. One, who dives for the loose ball? Who's willing to give up their body and dive on the floor? And and Kispert uh, for Gonzaga, Corey Kispert, man, he was he was diving on the floor. Uh, I love that. And Suggs died on the floor, former football player. Seems like he gets hurt every other play, but he keeps playing, uh, <laughs> which is nice. Football, it's that football in him. He, he ends, he's, ends every play on the ground just like in football. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Uh, and so, But he, he seems to fight through it. But then the other thing, offensive rebounds. 
Who who's going to get the the most offensive rebounds? Because that means you're just fighting on the glass. You're fighting for for the ball. You're fighting for for extra possessions. And and those are the teams that that separate. And so I thought UCLA was great in that regard on on Saturday night. And same with Gonzaga. It just really jumped out to me that both of those things are just so important. They're hustle plays. That's what it's about. Who who who's going to get the hustle plays? Um, and so what are you convinced of today? Would love to, uh, to to hear from all of you, and 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 you can leave your comments on on Facebook, Twitter, uh, YouTube, wherever you're listening today. And for those of you that will listen to this podcast uh, this afternoon before the big game tonight, uh, shoot us an email, Bryce at unpackingit.com. Luke, I'll let you jump in. Who yeah, are you, I, who are you convinced will win tonight? Let me preface this with: I love that you bring up the Masters and Jordan Spieth. Ah, okay. This is just for me. What better way? to bring sports back after missing a lot mm. of stuff in 2020 NCAA tournament canceled masters is, is uh, postponed. We go from March madness is fading out and a Jordan Spieth win transitions us into yeah. the masters. Yes. <laughs> I mean, what more can you ask for? Because Jordan Spieth is one of the few players that I don't know how you can hate him. I've never met one person that roots against him. So mm. I just love that he won. So what, what better way to transition into Masters? But tonight's game, I picked Gonzaga from, from the get-go, which I've never gotten this close to picking a winner in quite some time. So I'm, I'm, I'm feeling excited, excited about that. Before the Final Four, I was really confident. But after watching Baylor beat down Houston... I, they can I don't, win. Again, again the narrative win. is, oh, who's, and I, I think we've said this before, the narrative is, oh, who's going to be able to beat Gonzaga? Baylor deserved the same credit. Who's going to be able to beat Baylor? Because not only do they, like, they're three guards, Teague, Butler, and Mitchell are dominant. So you can't take all of them out. And then you bring Matthew Mayer, Matthew Mayer off the bench, 6-9 scoring threat off the wing. And then they have rim-running bigs, and their defense is tenacious. They're incredibly scary. And you saw what they did to Houston. When they get hot from three, they can go up 20 in what feels like a minute. Yeah, all of a sudden. In the blink of an eye. Yep. But I will say, I don't think it's fair to say Gonzaga has really shown weaknesses. and or, or, or for Oh, Baylor really dominated their Final Four game, so Gonzaga should be worried. That UCLA matchup was brutal. Yeah, because Houston didn't stand a chance against Baylor because they just didn't have enough offense. But UCLA is gritty, and they have three six-six players that can all create their own shot. So they UCLA is a matchup nightmare against most teams. So I think it was. It, I'm not shocked that it was such a close game because one UCLA is hot, and you have a bunch of big, like bigger wing players that can all score. That's a matchup nightmare for anyone, but I'm still going with the Zags because I don't. I'm I'm concerned with Baylor being able to guard Drew Timmy because they don't have Baylor doesn't have any dominant big guys. Let me let me pause for a moment on yeah. Timmy. This guy's <laughs> style of play is mustache. Is just, it's so impressive his his footwork and his touch around the basket. I mean, it's it's very very impressive because you know a lot of times we'll see you know, physical guys or, or even like athletic, like he's not that physical or athletic. Like he's got a little bit of both, but to me, it's, it, it's a finesse. 
it's it's the the ability to do the spin move and then to, to have a nice touch around the glass is a is a real skill and yeah. he's got it. He doesn't miss many shots. And I've got a, a buddy who who get, always gets on college basketball that they only have five fouls and that teams get in foul trouble or individual players get in foul trouble. And he's absolutely right because it's annoying to have to watch Drew Timmy sit on the sideline because he's got three fouls. And, yeah. and so it, we got to stop with the foul fouling out and guys getting in foul trouble and all that sort of thing. You could say, oh, play better defense and don't foul. But to me, I like I like Drew Timmy. He's willing to take take a charge. He's willing Amazing. to get charge. I mean, yes. what a great play that was. So oh. so Drew Timmy and you know we talked about this a couple weeks ago. Maybe it was last week. You know the guys that end up being just great college players that maybe don't translate to the NBA. And, and I'm not sure Timmy doesn't seem to be you know one of these these prospects. Whereas Kispert, who he didn't necessarily have a great game. He missed two key threes that I that I was disappointed. I wanted him to hit those threes. He did a lot of little things because I was kind of watching him. Uh, but Kispert's kind of a top ten, you know, projected player, and then of course Jalen Suggs. Everybody is real high on him and, and how he projects to the next level. But we just have to appreciate Timmy for who he is and what he's doing with with Gonzaga right now. Uh, it, it's a it's a unique style of play, and and he's one of my favorite guys to watch. Uh, and then I think just as we as we anticipate tonight's game too, to think about these two programs and and where we're where we're at th- this year. And I think there was this thought going in that maybe we would see a championship like out of nowhere. Like it would be two random teams, a team that, you know, got hot in the tournament. We didn't know how teams getting the virus would affect certain matchups during the during the tournament. But but we do have the two top teams. But we have to think about who these two top teams are. Gonzaga was built out of nothing by Mark Few. He he went to Gonzaga and has had this you know two decade run of consistent thirty win seasons year after year year after year dominating his conference you know making a run in the tournament surprising some people at times being a disappointment in the tournament maybe not always battle tested because th- their conference isn't as as tough as an ACC or a Big Ten over the years but but his uh, willingness to stay at Gonzaga build a program. And then at this point in his career, now he's getting top prospects. And not only is he getting top prospects, some of those guys are sticking around. Kispert's a senior. And, and so I love that uh, about his ability to recruit. And he, you know, they keep saying Suggs is from Minnesota. It's funny. They, they always mention it. He's from Minnesota. All right, great. But, but the fact that he went to Washington from Minnesota, I guess, is a, you know, a big deal and a, a big recruiting coup for, uh, for, for Mark Few. And, and so you, you look at how they've built this and, and, this isn't a a one hit wonder by any means. Gonzaga's around. They're a, they're a proven program. Now I think winning a championship tonight, you know, gets them into another conversation for sure, especially if, you know going undefeated. Um, and then for Baylor, Scott Drew has built Baylor out of ruins because Dave Bliss and all the controversy there, and Baylor was a nothing. They 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 were a mess, and Scott Drew went there, built the program, and they have been consistent. They have been in the tournament. They have they've had pretty good seeds over the years as well. Now sometimes they've gone down earlier than anticipated, and they've been somewhat of a letdown in certain tournaments. But he's produced players, he's produced pros, uh, and and he's he's stuck it out and, and built this program. So I think it's, there's so much to celebrate tonight in college basketball with what these two coaches have done and and who these two programs are. And it's not the the random. You know, 12 seed, 10 seed, sneaking into the championship. 
These were the two teams all year long and two teams that in years past have been consistent. And also, we don't know. Th- th- this could have been the matchup last year with, with the, you know, the, the year that the tournament gets canceled. These teams would have been in the mix most likely. And here they are. They get a chance this year. Uh, so anyway, I'm just fired up. And, and I think ju- just thinking about the perspective on on what we have tonight is uh, is pretty cool. And, and I think what we saw Saturday night with the overtime, with the tight matchup, it almost made the whole tournament worth it. Like it was a good tournament, a solid tournament, some nice Cinderella, some upsets and all that sort of thing. But when you get a buzzer beater just over midcourt in overtime, uh, it's just tremendous. And it's why we watch sports. It's why we watch March Madness. And, And here we go tonight, two number one seeds in the national championship with an undefeated season on the line. We win. We win. Let's go. And and I love what Charles Barkley said. Now he was on he, top of it. Uh, yeah, post game. It, it's 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 common sense. No disrespect to UCLA at Houston whatsoever. Both incredible runs. Super happy for Mitt Cronin getting a Final Four. That UCLA team, incredible to watch. Samson getting to the Final Four after uh, his up wild up and down career. Uh, I love that Houston was able to get to the Final Four, but. Like Charles Barkley said, this is what we wanted. Gonzaga and Baylor, clearly the two best teams in the country. The nation wanted to see them play. And what better re- what better makeup, because they're supposed to play earlier in the season, what better way to reschedule that game than the national <laughs> championship? So this is, this is what we wanted. So I'm, yeah. I'm incredibly excited to watch the game. The only, thing, the only thing I ask for is let it be a game with five minutes left. I yes, want it to be yes. a game with five minutes left. I obviously I'm I'm pulling for Mark Few and Gonzaga because I want to see Mark Few get a championship. But it would be, also be incredible to see Scott Drew get a championship because because you're right. Both coaches have vastly overachieved given the situations they began at. That's now right. Mark Few didn't begin coaching Gonzaga when Gonzaga was in ruins per se, but they were a Cinderella team. Yeah. It, 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 no one at all expected the success Mark Few would have. So, so to be playing been, for a championship? Yeah. And, with three and, studs, and it's so three All-American cool players? With both coaches being there for so long. Yep. And to be able to, to How wait refreshing it out. Is that? Yeah, yeah, to really grind it out to get to this point. It's been basically decades almost for both coaches to get to this point. So it's just such a wholesome game. Both teams absolutely deserve to be here. And both teams pull at your heartstrings. Like yeah. it's so easy to root for for both teams. So I don't think I've been this excited for a national championship game in quite some time. So I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm very very excited. Yeah, because I'm not I'm not rooting against the fan base. Yeah. Oftentimes, yeah. if UNC is in there, Syracuse is in there. I don't like Kansas either. Sorry, Luke, but I root <laughs> against those those teams. Right? Yeah, Fair. I'm not rooting against either one tonight. No, I just I, I kind of lean towards Zaga. I, I've gotten I've, I'm caught up in the the Zag Zag Zags hype, um, and so I'm I'm in. And especially what what they did for me uh, with that win Saturday night, which I was watching it Sunday morning. Uh, it was a wonderful way to start Easter. But uh, but with I mean my my excitement level yesterday was through the roof. Um, and then this weekend finding out what uh, what we're having as far as a baby goes, which we will announce soon as as well here on the show. Uh, but yeah, just so much excitement. So I'm, I'm in with Zaga tonight and can't wait to watch it. But but I, I, I sound like an old man at this point. But 9.20 for the, the tip time, 
every year it's just like it's such an ongoing complaint and, and <laughs> college basketball never listens the ncaa never listens but why is it on at 9 20 i guess it's different for you out in uh, texas but it's so late. It's I, I like I I start winding down about nine thirty, so I start thinking about bed about nine thirty, and so I'm gonna get a great ten minutes of, of <laughs> the national championship tonight. So we shall see. <laughs> okay, so so when you wake up, here's a question: You go to bed early because it's a late tip off. Are you a wake up at five thirty kind of guy? I gotta wake up as soon as possible to watch this, or are you? Whenever I get out of bed, I'll stroll down and turn on the TV. Well, I'm a, I I try to get up at 6.30. So I'm, I'm try I try to sleep. My, oh, my, that's right. The, you did say oh, you're, you're, you're early get up guy now. Yeah. 10.30 to 6.30, the eight hour sleep. That's ideal. So that's the perfect scenario. Um, and I, I like to start my day with the Lord. So that's, that's most important. Um, and so then, then the basketball is key. So Sunday was a little different with the final four is Easter. So things were, things were different on uh, Sunday morning, but um, but yeah, that's, that's the best case scenario. So tonight I've got the big dilemma. Do I stay up late and watch the game, which I might end up doing. I think, I think the, the, this, this yeah. one's going to be so great that I'm going to do it. Dip into um, the fountain of youth. Come that's on. Right. Throw back to that's those right. college days. You better believe it. Yep. So <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll be cheering and going nuts tonight. I think my one, like the one exciting thing about the game is that both teams can score a lot and there, and there, there could be a ton of threes and really fast paced back and forth. The danger with that is what happens when a team gets cold from three. And, and then, like you said earlier, Baylor can get up by 20 before you even know it. And, and Zaga can hit, can hit some threes as well. So I hope that's not the case where one team gets cold, one team gets hot. And I guess we could see like a game of streaks. That, that's very possible where a team gets up by 10 and then the other team comes back, ties it up, and then the other team goes up by 10 and, and that sort of thing. I could see that playing out. My hope would be it's back and forth all night. and. You know, you're matching shot for shot. That's best case scenario, uh, which I think is very possible with this matchup. Um, we'll, we'll just see, you know, how, how how well each team feels at the very start of the game, kind of thing. Like, are they feeling it from deep, or is it an off night? So, uh, so that that'll be a lot of fun. All right, let's um let's jump into uh, unpack this. And and I, I want to continue to talk about this game tonight. Then we will jump into a couple other topics. Uh, to, to wrap up the show, but, but I want to talk about Gonzaga specifically and what's on the line tonight and how this relates to our own lives, how it relates to Easter, how it relates to Monday after Easter uh, as well. And so here are two things that you know, are storylines for, for tonight with, with Gonzaga. The, the fact that perfection and, and the pursuit of perfection is happening for Gonzaga, right? They, they haven't lost a game all season. They win tonight. They complete the, the undefeated season. First time since Indiana, 75-76. That's a long time. There have been other teams that have tried to do it, and, and it hasn't happened. And so that's a big deal. What comes with that is the pressure to go undefeated, the pressure of perfection that's on the line and that, 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 that has been a threat to Gonzaga, especially throughout this tournament, probably not as much during the regular season. Uh, but once the tournament began, it was, can Gonzaga go undefeated? But I love the perspective of, of Mark few. This is, this is what he said. I think this was even before the tournament or during the tournament, but, but I found this quote and I think it's great. He says, we just want to win this tournament. 
he said, of the pursuit of finishing unbeaten. That's all we want to do is just win this tournament. Obviously, if we win the tournament, we end up undefeated. But I've never heard any of the guys talk about it. The staff doesn't talk about it. I don't talk about it. Gosh, man, we just want to win this thing. And so so I love that. And so they're, they're actually not necessarily talking about the pressure of going undefeated. Their focus, their their eyes, their mind is on winning the championship. And so how do you win the championship? Well, you have to win your first game against the 16th seed. Then you got to win the next round in the Sweet 16, the Elite Eight, win the Final Four. And then tonight, they, they've got to win the championship game. And guess what? If they win the championship tonight, they become champions, then they get, they get the perfection. They, 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 they get the undefeated season. That, that comes along with it. And, and so here we are today. We, we, we come out of Easter. Hopefully everybody was, was at a wonderful you know, church service and just a day of, of fellowship and rejoicing in the fact that Jesus died on the cross and he rose again. He was resurrected and gives us life. He gives us a, a new outlook, a new perspective, and, and, and saves us because of, of his, him showing that, hey, I'm God. I came to earth. I died on the cross and fully man, fully uh, God, and, and took the punishment uh, for sin for us. And so we celebrate that. Well, now today, it's, it's Monday. It's Monday after Easter. And if we say that we're followers of Jesus, what, what does that look like for us? And what often happens for us is we get caught up in the pursuit of perfection. And we, we start thinking that, okay, well, well all right, I want to follow Jesus. Well, I have to live the, the perfect life. I have to, I, I got to do all these certain things that the Bible says. And, and, and some people don't want to follow Jesus because they feel like, oh, I can't do it. Like I can't live up to what I'm supposed to do. And, and what I just have been reminded by recently is we have to release this pressure for perfection. And as I think about Gonzaga, and I think about this metaphor for us today, is Gonzaga's focused on the championship. And the wins are coming, right? They're, 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 they're heading toward this undefeated season, and the wins keep coming, but they're focused on the championship. And for us, if our eyes are fixed on Jesus, and if our, our heart is aligned with him, we're pursuing him, what ends up happening is our, our lives become more, more righteous in the sense that we become more like Jesus, we become um, filled with joy and peace, and we start living the, the Christ-filled, spirit-filled life because our eyes are fixed on him. We don't try to do it in our own strength. We don't try to to feel the pressure of perfection. We can't. We're, we're not perfect. We're not going to be perfect. But Jesus is perfect. And as we live with him inside of us, and as we live surrendered and, and yielded to him, we begin to live more and more like him. And so uh, I, I just, I, I, I can easily get caught up in the pursuit of perfection and the pressure to go undefeated in life. You know, I'm a ministry leader here at Unpacking It and, and want to live a great life and want to do the right thing. But sometimes I try, I try doing it in my own strength and I get caught up in it. And, and it's about performance and it's about, oh, I got to do this and do that. And it's like, no, I got, I got to let go of that. And so I love Mark Few. It's like, we just want to win this tournament. And so for us, it's, I just want to experience Jesus. I just want to know Jesus. I just want to live for him. I just want to, to, to know him intimately. And as I do, I, then I become more like him. 
and I experience the fruit of the Spirit because I'm living in the Spirit. I'm living for Him, with Him, with Him at the, the core and at the center of who I am. And so let's uh, let's look at a couple verses um, in, uh, let's see, Romans, it says, this is the Amplified Version, but, the, but to the one who does not work, speaking to us, but to the one who does not work, that is the one who does not try to earn his salvation by doing good, but believes and completely trusts in him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is accredited to him as righteousness, right standing with God. And so we can't earn salvation. It's not up to us. It's up to Jesus. He's the one who died on the cross and, and, and lived the perfect life and paid the penalty for us. And so when we rest in him and surrender to him, he's the one that uh, allows us to have that, that credit for righteousness, that when God sees us, he sees righteousness because of Jesus. And that frees us. So the pressure for perfection goes away when our eyes are on, on Jesus. Um, and then also, I think this verse is important too in Matthew 6, 33. Um, it's a little bit different talking about, we don't have to worry about you know what we eat or what clothes we have. We don't have to worry about all that. But it says this, it says, but first and most importantly, seek, aim at, strive after his kingdom and his righteousness, his way of doing and being right, the attitude and character of God, and all these things will be given to you also. And so when we keep at the forefront, God's kingdom, his throne, his way, his love, when that's at the forefront, all the other things take care of themselves and all the things that we end up getting worried about and, and that distract us, they get taken care of. But when we seek first him, and so back to the parallel with Gonzaga, when they, when they, when they think about the championship and winning the championship, all the other stuff gets taken care of the undefeated season, the, the wins each round, their goal is, is to win a championship. And that's what they've stayed focused on. Um, and so, uh, so that's the parallel for us today. I hope that's an encouragement for us as, as we celebrate the resurrection, that it changes our life, that we now live differently. We, we should live set apart, holy lives that, that, that do represent Christ, that, that do resemble his character. But it's not based on our own striving and our own ability. It's that we're seeking him first, that he's our greatest desire, that, that he's at the forefront of our, our minds and hearts. And so, that's the encouragement for us today. Luke, how do you want to unpack that a little bit for us today? Well, one, feeling super amped right now. Man, I just love hearing the gospel shared. Um, and so I was a couple weeks ago sitting in <clears throat> church on Sunday, and I was just feeling really encouraged from what my pastor was saying and how he was preaching. And I was trying to discern and analyze, man, why am I so encouraged right now? What's going on? And what it really came down to is he's essentially just preaching scripture. I get pumped up when pastors preach God's word. I don't want crafty man's words. I want you to preach God's word because God's word speaks for itself. Mm. And yes, you, there, of course, there's effort to preach it in a way that's uh, relatable and impactful, but don't go so hard to think of super creative things so that, oh, maybe they'll, maybe this will convict them. I mean, rely on the words of God. So I, I'm always encouraged when I hear the gospel shared. So thank you for that. Um, I love, I just keep thinking, we're not, I love that you mentioned living a different life, living differently. And 
we don't do that. We don't live a different life so that we can be credited righteousness. Mm. We live a different life because we've been credited righteousness. And that's just, it's so encouraging if you think of the, the practical, like how that's so practical. Even for me, I've been a Christian for many years, and there's still plenty of times where maybe uh, I'm, fall, I'm, I'm, when I'm when I'm falling short of holiness and I'm in sin. I I have such a natural tendency to okay, let me clean this up, let me kind of get my mind right, get my heart right, and then I'll enjoy God's fellowship. Hmm. That's not that's not even it at all. Let me go dirty and 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 tired and anxious and worried uh, to the cross to hmm. God and fellowship with Him in that state. Hmm. Because and and that's just not, that's not me making it up. That's what you reading out of God's Word. We are fellowshipping with God in our present state. Hmm. Christ died for us while we were still sinners, like Romans 5 says. That's just incredible. This, this whole Easter weekend, I'm, try, I'm just asking God, help me understand and love the sacrifice of Jesus more. Hmm. The creator of the world. It just blows my mind. The creator of the world died for... Like everything was created through and for Christ, as 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 John one says. The creator of the world died for creatures, his creation. And and, and what was really encouraging in the Good Friday service, my pastor was saying, even when Jesus was with Pontius Pilate, and Pontius Pilate is saying, You know, I have the authority to basically kill you right now. And Jesus responds, That authority has only been given to you from above. Ah. Jesus in that moment is in control. People mm. think like, oh, he's out of like people. He's, Jesus is being arrested. He's taken to the cross. Jesus is actively in control, choosing to lay his life down. That's the right. person who everything was created through and for is choosing to lay his life down for those he created. That is just insane. And there's so many days where that doesn't blow me away. Mm. So I'm God. God, please help me love that and let me be blown away by that because I don't want to be, I don't want my heart to be hardened towards that reality. It is the most magnificent thing that can, that can ever be creator dying for creatures in order to save the creatures. I, mm. It's just, it's just magnificent. So I, I just love that. And it's a, it's a gift. Righteous is credited to us through faith and it changes our life. And then we follow Christ because we've been made righteous, not mm. so that we can be made righteous. Mm. So good. I love it. And and yeah, I think you know, a lot of people, you know, yesterday you go to church and you, you get all fired up and you're like, all right, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna live for for God today, which yeah, absolutely we want to. But it but if the focus is on ourselves trying to be good, we're gonna we're gonna blow it. We're gonna yeah. fall short. But if our focus is on what you were just talking about, as far as just reflecting on God's goodness and His faithfulness and His love and, and what He actually did for us uh, on that cross and, and to rise again and to show His power and to show His His love and sacrifice and, and all of that, when that is motivating us to pursue after Him and, and to to dwell on Him and 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 He becomes the the ultimate in our life and 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 we we think about okay. Am I seeking him and his throne versus my own throne? Uh, man, then then it then it changes 
our our motivation and it changes even our uh just our ability to 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 be like i was saying holy um when we're driven by him through him then we're able to do it so i, I won't i won't belabor it but but that's that's the the message for us today that we don't have to get, get feel the pressure of perfection i guess i want to free people of that today that, that yeah. live in freedom live live in the in the grace of god but as as we do it doesn't mean we keep on sinning but by no means right by no yeah. means that's that's not the case uh god 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 is calling us to the life that he has for us the abundant life in him uh, which isn't a, an obedient life. It's a fulfilling life with him, uh, but it's with him. We can't do it on our own. We cannot yeah. do it on our own. We, we are have not the strong freedom. enough. We have the freedom to fix our eyes on Jesus, like That's Hebrews right. 12 says. When our eyes are on ourselves, even if it's about the good works we're doing, mm. our eyes are still on ourself. That's right. Which, like what you said, that's going to fail. That's going to run out. That's The, the tank's going to be empty. Yep. Eventually, if, if our eyes are on our, ourself, even if it's on our own good works, we have the freedom to fix our eyes on Jesus. As again, Hebrews 12, I just love Hebrews 12, 1 through 3. As we run the race of perseverance, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith, we have the freedom to do that. Hmm. It's not lazy to fix your eyes on Jesus and get your eyes off yourself, it's actually freeing. Absolutely. Sure is, because I'm not that great, I promise you. So got to get our, get our eyes uh, off of our, off of ourselves. That's for sure. Um, so, yeah, so there you go. That's what you can unpack today. I hope that's a, a, an encouragement to you as we, uh, the, the day after the, the resurrection, let's, let's keep it going T- today. This is, this is what every day is, right? It's the day after, after Easter, that perspective uh, to think about that. Okay. I'm, now I'm okay. I know the truth. Jesus died and rose again. Now what? Now we live it. Now we live it as followers of Jesus. So, we're followers of Jesus who also uh, enjoy sports, right? We enjoy sports together. Can't wait for, for tonight's game. Uh, we're sports nuts. Uh, we're sports nuts. We, yes, we are. We are fanatics, and uh, and, and that's that's part of the deal. But uh, but we're also excited about the Masters on Thursday. Uh, so if you're just joining us, we are doing a Masters watch party in Charlotte. So for those of you golf fans want to join us, uh, check out unpackingit.com, and uh, you can sign up to, to, to be a part of that. And and then also just the the storylines going into the Masters, Luke. Uh, is there a, a a golfer or two that that you're keeping an eye on? Um, I, I know I speak for the the average golf fan. Uh, you can see my my Tiger Woods up on the on the wall. Uh, we're disappointed that Tiger's not a part of it. We we love when when Tiger's involved, and we're looking for the next guy that's going to to draw us in consistently. Right, I think you're a diehard golf guy. You're watching week in, week out. Doesn't matter the tournament. Doesn't matter who's playing. I'm not fully there. Golf is one of my favorite sports, but I'm not there. I, I still I like the the, the big names, the the storylines, that sort of thing. Um, and so without Tiger, we're looking for what else? Okay, what's going to draw us in? We love the Masters. Kind of now that it's back in April versus November. Honestly, it was hard for me to get into golf in the middle of the football season, and and so I'm excited for. The, the proper timing, the season. I need to be sniffling a little bit watching the Masters, right? <laughs> I need to have the allergies flowing as I as I look at all the flowers blooming uh, at Augusta, reminding me, oh yeah, the pollen in the air yeah. is what's doing this to me, right? <laughs> so uh, for those of you watching online, you probably see, uh, you know, see the sniffles going on. So anyway, what 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 are you most intrigued by with, with the Masters coming up this week? Well, I'll just state the obvious. <clears throat> Jordan Spieth is the ultimate intriguing story. 
the, you really uh, you think that? See, I, I'm not sold on that. But go ahead, uh, go ahead. So, so, so one, yes, he hasn't won since 2017. But still, after the three and a half year drought, he still won 12 of his 83 starts, which is, I mean, 14 percent of the time he wins, which is just nuts. So he's like the fifth youngest player to reach 12 wins before the age of uh, I forget the age, but. To to win he, the before this past tournament, he said the best preparation for the Masters is to win this week, and he did. In the past few weeks, he's been the past few tournaments, he's been trending, and he always plays well at the Masters because it's the ultimate. Jordan Spieth is such a feel golfer. So the past few weir, few years, he's lost his feel, um, and Augusta is it's there's so much slope. Uh, the fairways are so so many different angles. The greens, it's just a field golf course, and Spieth is so confident there. So I'm very excited. No one would have thought last year that Jordan Spieth would be second or third best odds to win this week, which is super exciting. I'm looking at some of the other odds. What, on, but, but why, let me let me stop you there. Why yeah. do you say that? To me, we all we all knew that he he's capable of it. And, and kind of at the end of the tournament yesterday and his interview after, you know, talking about he lost his confidence. You can get your confidence back. Yes. Like, you can't just get a game overnight, right? You can't just get a golf game overnight. But I think your confidence, you can start building toward that. And, and so that's the key for speed. It's not like he lost his game. He lost his confidence. Yeah. And now it's back. So now yeah. look out. There's so, no stopping him now. Well, so I will say, Yes, he didn't lose his game. Like if he he if he was going out and playing us, I mean he'd he'd still shoot sixty eight every time and kill us. But in a tournament, it is so hard when you lose your confidence to gain it back. Those negative thoughts that creep into your mind, I, and I the mean, it, they're, they're, the they're, conversation. Yes, they're almost like completely demoralizing. So it's it's I don't want to understate how impressive it is for him to go three or four years, hear all the chatter, him even acknowledge he has no idea where his game is, he has no confidence over the ball, to be able to come back and win. I, I don't want to understate that. Of course, it's not like some of the crazy comebacks. I think it was Ben Hogan was in a really bad car accident and then came back and won the U.S. Open. Uh, Tiger, obviously, from his controversy. But and I don't want to I don't want to understate how impressive that is. Um, so I... I'm yeah, winning on the to tour, period, is a big oh, deal. Oh, it's impossible. You talk about he's already it's won so many yeah. majors, and he's won all. He's won three of the four majors. Yeah, uh, the, the stats are incredible. I was listening to him talk about it yesterday. It's just like, wow, I had kind of forgotten. I had forgotten all that he accomplished so yes. quickly, and and that's hard as a young golfer, yeah. as a young person. We we see this all the time. Whenever you experience so much success at such a young age, you're just not equipped to handle it, and so it's not surprising that he did, you know, hit a little bit of a, of a lull period. Um, I'm just not so sure. Like, I think he's a great golfer. I'm just not so, so sure. Like I was saying with the tiger, like uh, does Spieth draw us in the same way? Like, not even the same way, but just even close. I'm not sure he's there yet. I yeah. almost think that Bryson DeChambeau gives a little, uh, <laughs> just a little more like, oh, what's he going to do? And he almost like root against them. And there's some people rooting for him. So I'll be, I'll keep an eye on him this week. Um, I, I think I'm trying to think what else. Like Brooks Kepka to me is still so vanilla, but he might be, he might be there this week. We'll see. He's Dustin been Johnson, injuries on, on CBS. Dustin Johnson has the best odds 
Um, and yeah, and then Henry on the back end says, don't forget Rory. Rory is still looking for to complete the career Grand Slam and win the Masters because he's won every other major. But he's had some duds on Sundays. At, I think he shot in, in, in the 80s on one Masters when he was in the final group. <clears throat> um, but re- regarding Spieth, I, I think he's just so good when he's winning. Like, so good for golf because people can rally around him. Of course, no one's ever going to sniff Tiger and how Tiger rallied people because— we have to almost like surrender and let go of that. Like, yeah, yeah. All no, right, no, not going to that anymore. And so people try. People tried to make speed that, but I'm not, it's not even close. One Tiger unites people of all races, like the, the, all 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 demographics rallied around Tiger. And then yep. and then then you think of the winning. It's it's not even and the way he won and his yeah, personality and his yeah yeah. It's not even close. It's not even close. But Jordan Spieth winning is really good for golf. Um, Every major, I pick a guy named Tommy Fleetwood to win. I'm just <laughs> picking the same guy every single major. So You're hoping, that, yeah. So I'm hoping. So I'm going to go again. He's at 45 to one odds this week. Uh, so I'm going to pick him to win. All right. Yeah. No, that's that's good. I'll. Uh, I'm always rooting for my boy Webb Simpson. So I, I always hope that he can he can get it done. And then my boy Cameron Tringali did great. Tringali, on, uh, yeah, yeah. This he week, was, this past weekend, yep. finished top ten. Yeah, very had impressive. I was watching that. Great beard. Yeah. One of the one of the best beards on tour, in my opinion. We'll have to get him back on the show. So he yeah. he was on. Uh, he's been on a couple times, but he's he's one of our favorite guests, and, and glad to see him playing well. Um, all right. So we only have a few minutes left uh, here today. Uh, we'll do the gender reveal in a moment. We're doing a a podcast gender reveal. How about <laughs> that's that, gotta be that's gotta be one of the firsts. Yeah, that's gotta be. That's you're you're a, you're, a tra- you're, a, you're a trailblazer right now. I actually I didn't I didn't ask Jody. We are live, so hope if she's listening, do I have permission? I guess I mean we're ready to tell everybody. Um, we'll have to do that. I don't know. She probably wanted to be a part of the reveal. That might be part of it. Um, Maybe walking the plank right now. That's right. But uh, the other thing I wanted to mention too this is pretty big for college basketball, especially as a Duke fan. Uh, the fact that Roy Williams retired out of the blue on April Fool's Day, which was funny, just because at, at first people were like, "Wait a second, is that is that real?" I have a couple thoughts. One. Stop thinking that Brad Stevens or Jay Wright is coming to Carolina. I would be absolutely shocked if, for one, Jay Wright's never leaving. He built Villanova. He's not leaving now. They're they're in contention. They win championships. Why would he ever leave? So that's silly. And then Brad Stevens, to me, is an NBA guy. He's an he's an NBA guy. He he. Even though the Celtics they they won last night, but they haven't been playing great. But he has crossed over into becoming. A a legitimate NBA coach, even if, if things end in Boston, he's gonna he's gonna bounce bounce back somewhere else. He's not going to Carolina. And if he was gonna go to college basketball, Brad Stevens would go to Indiana. That's where he's from, the Indiana area. He's got no connection to UNC. So, all right, let's stop with that. And then Hubert Davis to me would be awesome. Uh, he's a former guest on Unpacking It. He's the assistant coach with Carolina, so his name is is being mentioned as a, a possible re- replacement for for Roy. But is he qualified? He hasn't been a head coach. So so to me, that's a big job. Like the expectations, the pressure, even though he, you know, he's been there with Roy, and I'm sure he, he could be a great coach. I know the players love him. Um, I know the fans would love him being, being the face. I, I just think sometimes it's a big expectation to bump up a, an assistant to the big job without having the experience of 
being a head coach even at a smaller school. Um, and then Wes Miller has the experience at a small school at UNC Greensboro, but has he had enough success? He's a former UNC player, um, so I'm not sure about that. So anyway, that's that's my quick take on uh, on UNC basketball. But if any of the UNC fans are, are listening, uh, you can let me know. Oh, someone asked about Mark Few. Why would Mark Few leave Gonzaga? He built a program. He's not leaving now. He could have left to all these programs, Texas, Indiana, you name it. Any of them would have wanted Mark Few. And he never left. He's not going to. He's going to win a championship tonight. And he's a legend. He's got a statue out front in Gonzaga. He's not going anywhere. So what if uh, what if Bill Self follows the trail Roy <laughs> Williams blazed and left for UNC? No, because <laughs> well, Roy leaving like that was a big deal to leave Kansas to go to UNC. And it, it, you could question that for sure. But he went back to his alma mater. It's just like Chris Beard leaving Texas Tech to go to Texas. That's right. And Bill Hardly Self wants to criticize yeah. him. But. But no, that makes sense because he was building something great at Texas Tech. Yeah. But you go back to your alma mater. It makes That's sense. That's right. Yeah. And, and Bill would only leave for Oklahoma State. That's his alma mater. Um, but yeah, but, I cannot no. wait for the Texas and Texas Tech game in Lubbock next season. Tech fans are heartbroken. Absolutely heartbroken. From, from, a not, yeah, from us not being Tech fans, totally understandable. Going to alma mater, always a dream. But Tech fans are absolutely heartbroken right now yeah no it it is it's devastating and and it'll probably be they're like they're one of those programs that like you have to have a great coach to be relevant and they just they just came off the greatest success they had in program history that was that what it what a wild four years four years of beard and then yeah that's gonna be big shoes to fill yep well all right so the most important thing we need to do today well actually no we were sharing the gospel earlier that's number one we got Number the okay. Two. We got the okay from the misses. From from uh, all right. My my wife said we could tell them. So Jody and I are are we're expecting and Lord willing we will we will have a baby in August. So we are due with our our second child in August. We're we're very excited about it. And and I'll share this too because God gets the the glory. Uh, Jody and I when when we initially a couple years ago we we got pregnant. We had a miscarriage. Uh, then we struggled to to get pregnant again, and, and there was a lot of you know heartache and 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 questioning and wondering, and we go through this process, and and it's a reminder that that God is the source of life. God decides who who has babies, who doesn't. God God creates us. So any any time that we try to take credit or uh, or try to control things, God is in control, and, and and there's no greater reminder of that than than life. And life itself, and the birth of of children, and and so we are extremely grateful that uh, years later, after the, the the miscarriage, we were able to give give birth to little Maddie, and she is has been a a, a true joy and, and treat in, in our life. Um, and so uh, I love being a girl dad to Maddie, and and so I, I have embraced it fully. Uh, Maddie will be two years old in in August, and I am. Absolutely thrilled. This was my heart's desire to share. We are having girl number two. Girl dad, baby. Girl, girl dad. dad. So I'm, I'm having another daughter and, uh, and, and so excited. And, and so, uh, you know, Jody, she's the one that, that does the, uh, the heavy lifting. She's the one actually carrying the baby, but, but I am, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm riding the, in the journey with her. And, and so we're, uh, we're looking forward to, uh, to adding, to the Johnson family, to the Unpacking It family, another girl. And, and so Maddie was there watching, uh, watching the game with me 
on uh, the Final Four. So she she got excited about that that last uh, buzzer beater by Suggs. And so people always say, "Well, Bryce, don't you want don't you want boys because you're a sports fan?" I got Luke. I got two brothers. I got cousins. I've got friends. I've got fantasy leagues. I, I've got plenty of guys. I'm all set. But the daughters, special. I love it. And I can still watch sports with them. But if they don't like sports, it's fine too. We were we we're playing with little uh, little toys this morning. So uh, so it's great. So I'm 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 all in. I, I wanted another girl. Uh, I was set on it. A guy just kind of gave me a heart for girls. That was <laughs> not that everybody's got to have girls. You know, my dad has three boys. I'm one of three boys, um, and it's awesome. But for me and Jody, we got girls. We got two of them. So uh, we're excited. Hopefully in August. And so pray for us. You know, still still a few months to go and. Again, we 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 ha- we have open hands. God is the source of life, and so He controls all of that. And so we, uh, as of today, we're planning on uh, baby number two uh, in August, and so we're we're excited about it. So there you go. There's the big reveal, Luke. Impressive, man. That that's so that's so exciting. Girl dad, Bryce Johnson. Hashtag girl dad. Um, so now it's going to be you, Maddie, and the next daughter. Still up in the playroom watching hoops. <laughs> you better believe it. I'm, <laughs> I'm hanging on to the man cave. The, the man cave is crucial. And I was having this conversation with my brothers over, over Easter too, that by, by having a, uh, by having all daughters, like you, you're almost more justified having your own man cave space. Cause it's me. It's going to be me and three women, right? right? I gotta have my own area. So I can't right. let that be infiltrated. I got to hang on to the man cave. So that's the uh, that's the hope. That's the plan. So that's hopefully, the, Jody, that's the, that's the testosterone zone. You got to protect <laughs> the testosterone zone. <laughs> I like it. So yeah, we'll still watch games in the playroom. Yeah, we'll just we, we now have another another daughter to to watch the games in the playroom. <laughs> Always the key. We'll be you know we we'll be having our little tea party with the games on. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> we'll get some time with that. You better believe You'll it. We'll be having tea party, but instead of like little calm instrumental music in the background, you have Mike Breen. Bang bang in the background in. <laughs> that's right that's right so uh so yeah so we're we're, we're fired up we are debating the name we, we're not we're not sold on the name yet so uh big big mistake too we, we let my mom in on the conversation so now she's voicing her opinion mm. on that so so you got to be careful on who all you let in on the opinion on what the name is so uh no it's fine we're, we're, <laughs> we, we'll get some feedback on it maybe we'll do a fan vote we'll do a listener vote fan today vote. <laughs> We'll do a we'll do a snake draft. That's for, right uh, for for names for your, your for, for names. <laughs> uh, so we'll we'll uh, we'll announce the name here uh, here soon. However, we it does seem that the middle name will be my middle name, which is Taylor. So mm-hmm. that that seems to be we're pretty locked in on that because uh, Taylor can go you know girl's name boy name. I'm actually named after James Taylor. So my my parents met at a James Taylor concert. So uh, I got the the Taylor in my in my name. So I'm a big James Taylor fan as well. I wonder. My mom and I danced to that to his song uh, at my wedding. I wonder if uh, do you think if James Taylor found out about your heavy metal obsession, do you think he would be upset, (laughs) or do you think he would be? You think he would encourage it? Well, James is the softer side of me. So don't put me in a box. I'm not, I'm not in a box. Like, okay, I'm a sports fan, but I'm a girl dad, right? I I can, (laughs) I can play with the dolls and I wore a little pink yesterday. I can, I can do it. It's fine. But then I also listen to heavy metal. I like hard rock. I like to rock it out, but I can throw in a little James Taylor. I can listen to the (laughs) donut man with Maddie on the Alexa. 
That's so right. <laughs> every morning, donut man, donut he's a, man. He's got, he's got a tender side to him. I do. Don't don't you? Uh, yeah, don't don't forget about that. Um, so anyway, well, speaking of tender side, tender side, ten, my tender side. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, how about we got to get the, I got to get this off my chest because I texted Luke Saturday night. This was uh, very concerning to me. The whole Miley Cyrus during the halftime of the final four, like between the game one and game two, it felt like five hours in between the two games. Yeah. And they, they stuck in this like full Miley Cyrus concert. And so let me say this first off Miley. And I've admitted this on the show previously. So those, those of you who are diehard listeners, you know, this, but party in the USA is still my number one road trip song and my number one wedding dance song. Party in the USA. It doesn't get any better than that. It's a wonderful song. Yeah. Where was that Saturday night is what I want to know. Because whatever 100%, else, yeah. whatever she was singing on Saturday night was not my cup of tea. It just, I love Queen. I love We Will Rock You. It's a wonderful song. Miley Cyrus? Come on. That's not right. That is That was, she, that was, inconsiderate that was unacceptable it was weird it was not it was not ideal to to, to steal queen and there were some other old school songs that, that she was singing uh but for me it was just it kept going on it was like wait she's singing another song and i was rooting <laughs> for wrecking ball because i also like wrecking ball so i'm yeah. glad we finally got wrecking ball <laughs> my allergies are so bad <laughs> now, my nose is running right now I mean, you think I'd be crying. I'm like celebrating. I'm, I'm a girl dad. Oh, he's so emotional. I'm talking about Miley Cyrus. No, my nose is running because of the pollen. <laughs> now, I, w- I will what say. What do I do here? I'm stuck. I'm stuck here. We're going to have to end the show. I'm going to have to go blow my nose. <laughs> it was certainly a unique medley of songs performed. A medley. We, we, like, we went for, yeah. First of all, give the people what they want. As, as a perform, as an entertainer, you got to give the people what they want. I'll, I'm all I'm with you. The people want party in the USA every single time, every single concert, everywhere you go. People Play want party hit. in the USA. Yeah, um, we will rock you. It's not your hit, Miley. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Interesting, uh, very unique set of throwbacks. I'm glad I'm, I'm with you. I'm glad we got Wrecking Ball. But I was like, where is this going? What is first of all? Why is this happening? Why is it happening? Yeah, first of all, why is it happening? Why is it so long? And why, Why? of all things, in between two Final Four games, you you texted me. I I, I was watching TV. I thought, who changed the channel? (laughs) I thought I I sat on the remote. I'm like, (laughs) there's no way I'm on CBS right now. Zero percent chance. I said it out loud. I go, wait. What channel is the game on? What am I doing? What is happening? And, yeah. and it was one of those things, too, that I couldn't turn it off. I was like, I needed to go upstairs and clean up a little bit before the game started. But I was like, I have to see what's going to happen with this. Like, what is the what is the end goal? Does this concert ever end? It felt like it was never going to end. And then how awkward were the dancers in the like the crowd? Oh, now, yeah. It was supposed to be an honoring of the, the nurses uh, and healthcare first workers. responders, yeah. Honoring first, first responders. responders. Which is wonderful. Wonderful, was this yeah. honoring to them? Who, who signed <laughs> up for this? Why would we torture the poor healthcare workers for all they've done? We give them Miley Cyrus singing Queen? <laughs> oh. Almost, uh, uh, like, what a... It was almost disrespectful 
disrespectful to the first responders. Yeah. You give him a concert, and you give it. Yeah, you give him Miley Cyrus not singing "Party in the USA." Now that could have been. It, we could have celebrated. That's right. If you want to celebrate the first responders, give him "Party in the USA." Don't yeah, Don't give him Queen. To tease them with Miley. Hey, here comes Miley Cyrus and everybody's, oh, we're going to party in the USA. This is all of our favorite songs. And then we get nothing. We, we <laughs> sit through the whole, we sit through the, the sick song ensemble, the medley, as you say. Yeah. And it ends and it goes, wait, all of that and no party in the USA? Devastating. Yeah. And then Gumble had such, a, such an awkward line of, thanks for <laughs> Miley Cyrus getting us ready for the next final four game. <laughs> like he was lost a lack of words. He had no clue what to say. Awkward Greg Gumble. I mean, you gotta love those <laughs> moments. Oh man, you get a few of those every night. You tune in just for that. Oh my goodness. So, what a what a weekend. Wow. What a weekend. So that was that was something else. Tonight we get the championship game. It starts at 9:20. So Enjoy the uh, the buildup. We'll get some pregame. We'll get some, we'll get a lot of pregame and, and and gearing up for that. And uh, man, excited for that. The Masters, a lot going on here at Unpacking It. We got trivia coming up April twenty second. Virtual trivia. So join us for that. Uh, also, uh, we'll we'll be with you Monday after the Masters. We'll recap the Masters next Monday. Uh, so that should be fun. Uh, keep your emails coming in. Bryce at unpackingit.com. Bryce at unpackingit.com. Would love to hear from you, your thoughts on Miley Cyrus or the championship game tonight. Um, <laughs> you're picking. Uh, I'm going to stick with Gonzaga. I, I had Gonzaga Baylor in my in my bracket. Uh, the rest of my bracket's not great, but I at least got those two correct. Uh, and it looks like my brother might win the uh, the bracket challenge, the unpacking it bracket challenge. He's been dominating. I climbed dominating. up to sixth to fifth or sixth place, and then it was like a it was like a tease. I got I got to come back here. I'm climbing back. And then another member of the Johnson clan just jumps, I mean, leaped back into a clear first place. Yeah. So it's not, it's not me. That's, that's my, my brother up there on the, on the bracket challenge. Uh, but, uh, but Luke, great job today. Appreciate you. Uh, everybody can follow us on social media. Luke is the man behind our social media. So at unpacking it, uh, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, and, and YouTube as well. Uh, thanks to Henry Bienamine. He is our, our back-end producer, uh, doing a great job today, uh, giving us a lot of stats and info. Uh, and so we appreciate him and, and his involvement with the show. Uh, and thanks, everybody, for listening, commenting. As always, we wrap things up, and I, I let you know. I'm Bryce, and I'm a sports fan. I'm a girl dad, but I'm a follower of Jesus. And I believe in the good news that he died on the cross for my sin. He was resurrected, and through faith, I've been saved by his grace. I hope that is true for you as well. And I hope you'll join me as we live life as sports fans who follow Jesus together. Have a great rest of your day. Go Zags. Enjoy it. And, and this, uh, yeah, enjoy the Masters too. Uh, thanks for being a part of Unpacking It. We will talk to you next week, 1030-ish, Monday morning after the Masters. Have a great one. For more information about the show, our events, and other resources, visit unpackingit.com. That's U-N-P-A-C-K-I-N-I-T.com. We hope you are encouraged, inspired, and challenged by what you heard today. To support our show and Unpacking It Ministries with a financial gift, 
visit unpackingit.com slash donate. We look forward to unpacking sports, faith, and life with you again next week.